are listening to the Art of Kings podcast show, where our mission is to change the world through men's development. If you're interested in mastering self, building generational wealth, and creating an impactful legacy, then be sure to hit subscribe and join the strongest family on the face of the earth. Peace, family. Welcome to another episode of the Art of Kings podcast show. As always, I'm your host, Sean Stevens, and I'm really excited about today's episode, and I'm excited about it because this episode was drafted based on a narrative that I kept pushing in one of our most recent episodes, and I was like, damn, we need to just make an episode completely dedicated to this because I think that this is maybe one of the most important things that I've done in my journey thus far, and I know that this sort of idea has helped so many successful entrepreneurs, excuse me, businessmen, a lot of people that you guys probably follow and idolize, people that I've been fortunate enough to have conversations with and learn from. This is an episode dedicated to one specific thing that they've all done that I want to share with you guys. So let's jump into it. So the easiest way to avoid being broke, depressed, and unhealthy. So most of the guys you probably idolize are financially free, healthy, happy, living in uh, a great life, doing fun activities, doing a bunch of different things. And you guys are like, I want to live a life similar to that, obviously with variations, right? You guys all have your vision of what an ideal life looks like for you guys, but I'm sure that it encapsulates at least two out of three of those things, if not all three, right? So being financially free, so very successful, wealthy, as far as money goes, fulfilled, happy, so not depressed like 90% of society claims to be, but very happy living a purposeful, fulfilled life and healthy, which like 99% of the population is is unhealthy. That shit is insane to me. So as you guys know, I can only talk from my personal experience, something that I've really been focusing on doing really quickly or sorry, over the past couple of years, I'm going to explain it to you guys really quickly in a short form episode. And so let's just jump right into it. So it's pretty simple, guys. The norms and the programs and structures of society will lead you to being broke, depressed, and unhealthy. This is something that I've realized within the last... hmm, I'd say all my life, but I've really been able to put words to it in the past, I'd say like five, six years. And the reason I want to start with that is because it explains why majority of society is unhealthy, right? If you need any proof as to why I'm saying like, hey, the norms and the programs and systems of society, be it media, be it narratives of like, this is what you have to do to achieve happiness, to achieve healthiness, to achieve financial independence, everything that society tells you is bullshit. And so that's something that I've had to realize within the past five to six years, because now it reframes my thinking of, okay, how do I actually begin to turn everything that I dream about into reality? And that's what I'm going to get to in this episode, what I've personally been doing. And yes, it is backed by a bunch of reading, a bunch of conversations, and a bunch of actual experience. So I want to start it off with a little story. Right. And I've mentioned a story like this in a podcast episode a while back, but I want to talk about it here because I think it has more relevance. So really quickly. Right. 
growing up, I grew up in the Bronx in New York City. And in my area, there was a rec center. So a rec center is essentially a YMCA. It's a place where all the kids of the neighborhood can go for free to play basketball, swim, work out in the fitness center, whatever it is, right? It was all free for the kids, all, all free for people like under 18. And so we all used to go there to hoop all the time. That was the go-to spot every single day. Even if I got out of practice, I'm going to the rec. Like that's where we have fun. That's where we chill. That's where we hang out and we play ball. At the rec center, there were people who organized each program, right? So there's the basketball program, there's the swimming program, there's the fitness and weight room accessibility, right? And there was somebody who was in charge of each section. So at the basketball court, the person who was in charge of the court area and basketball free time or whatever it was called, let's just say for the sake of the story, his name was John. Now, everybody, all the kids who wanted to go play basketball wanted to stay on John's better side because he was in control of basketball and he made it very clear, right? You get on his bad side, he won't let you in. You disagree with him, you have an argument with him, he'll kick you out. And he had the power to do that because he was in charge of that program, right? So that kind of never sat well with me. I was pretty passive with John. I didn't really speak to him too much because he would oftentimes really try to flex his, you know, power. Everybody wanted to hoop. He was in control of it. He felt really powerful, right? And so he would tell a lot of kids, like, go to the store for me. Do this for me. A bunch of different things that you really didn't have to do for him because, you know, he's just, you're just going to play basketball. But he would ask a bunch of different favors knowing that you would do it because you want to stay on his better side. So one time... He asked me to go to the store for him while I was getting ready to change, to, to play basketball. Mind you, at the time, right? <laughs> at the time, if you play basketball, you don't understand this. You take off your outdoor basketball sneakers to change into your indoor basketball sneakers because, you know, you don't want to you, you wear your basketball sneakers outdoors, right? It's, it's, it messes up the traction. It messes up the grip, right? So I had already changed into my basketball sneakers. And I'm like, bro, you're wilding, bro. I'm here to play basketball. You asked me to go to the store for you, like, hell no. Get the fuck out of my face, bro. You're bugging. And I pretty much said it exactly like that because this was so long ago. I can't remember the exact words I said, but I remember it was to that effect because as soon as I said it, he tried to tried to kick me out. All right, then get out. And I'm like, bro, I'm not leaving. Like, like you're going to have to remove me by force. I'm not going to the store for you, and I'm not leaving. And so we got into an argument, and his whole case was that not that he was necessarily the you know, the operator of the basketball program or whatever it was, but his case was that I should be doing what he is telling me to do because he is an adult. Mind you, John at this time is about 56 years old, late 50s. I'm like 12, 13, something like that. And so he's trying to tell me, yo, I'm older than you, so you need to listen to what I do or listen to what I say. And I'm, I just remember vividly, and the reason I'm telling the story is because this is something I still hold on to to this day. I remember vividly something going off inside of me to where I blacked out and I was so furious and I was so angry. And the emotion that I felt that I could remember feeling so vividly was that I wanted to, I wanted to kill him. Like that's how powerful, well, that's how strong my like rage was at that time. Because at that moment I realized something that kind of has been irking me for a long time and still does to this day, but it's just way more refined. I hate the idea of somebody feeling like they are above me in any way. So when you're 12, 13 years old, especially where I grew up and the way I grew up, you have a lot of people saying age is, is, is the reason that I can tell you what to do. And so when he clearly expressed that, clearly articulated it, it just set me off. 
And I don't remember if I attacked him or if I just started cursing him out. I don't remember what happened. I do remember I was moved, removed from the rec center, but I vividly remember besides that, the look on his face when I snapped. I remember seeing him just like looking like he saw a ghost. Like he was just scared out of his mind. And I remember it vividly because I can still picture his face to this day. And that's when I realized that this feeling is something that I can tap into to do things that are extremely difficult because there is nothing to me that is more infuriating than somebody feeling like they are above me in any way, shape or form. Right. I'm obviously not that much of a loose cannon now, but the feeling is naturally still there. And so the lesson that I learned from that is, again, that's a source of energy that I can tap into. And that's going to be really important going into today's episode. So I've been trying to lean into that more and more as I'm starting to take on more kind of ambitious challenges and the goals that we set for the business and the brands and everything that I'm looking to build get even you know more challenging and more challenging and more challenging. And the risks become even greater and even greater. And the numbers behind our projects become even larger and larger right? Like you guys know, my visions are extremely large. I want to grow the number one or the, the largest empire in American history. I stand by that. I've been saying that since the first season. And because of that, we have to take some large risks. We have to do things, or I have to do things that most businessmen, most entrepreneurs, most CEOs would never do. And so to step out so far outside of those comfort zones and step so far out of what is considered to be normal, there has to be a a source of energy that I can always tap into. There has to be a different source of energy that I can always tap into. And I have a lot, but this is, this is kind of like an energy source that I felt to bring to you guys' attention for this episode. So the hardest thing to do and something that I really had to tap into one of those sources of energy for was to completely stray away from the norms of society. Because like I said, I realized that they will lead you to being broke, depressed, and unhealthy. Let me give you guys an example, right? Let's just talk about wealth really quickly. My whole life, I've been told that the way to accumulate wealth or money or to become successful monetarily is to go to school, get a good job, and retire at 65 years old. And when you retire, to have some sort of account, a Roth IRA, whatever it is, have something that You've been saving up for a while, and when you turn 65, that's when you can access it. So when I was told that at a young age, I was like, that is fucking ridiculous, bro. I want to enjoy my life before 65. Like, I want to be financially free before that. Once I got into that conversation, I realized nobody had any answers for me. Nobody in my close circle or nobody who I can even, like none of my friends' friends or my friends' parents had those answers for me. I really had to step further and further outside of my comfort zone and my area of familiarity to get answers to those things. And when I did start to get answers to those things by reading in books and really like stretching myself or really extending myself to have certain conversations with certain people, I learned that everything that I've ever been taught about accumulating wealth has been completely false. And so if I didn't stray away from the norms, I would have never been on the path that I'm on right now. That would have never happened. And when you look at some of the most successful, monetarily successful people, the most wealthy people, they're doing the most unorthodox things when it comes to finance and money that you've ever seen. And it might be unorthodox to the 99% of society, but to the 1% 
and I don't even like to say the 1%, but the, to that community of people like you guys, I'm assuming, if you're listening to this podcast, you eventually learn that there is actually a some sort of formula that is not taught on a mainstream level. And so some of the main things that I learned about wealth is that you have to do something that you're absolutely obsessed with in order to become wealthy. So if there's no major in college of something that you are like just dying to do every single day, then you're not going to become obscenely wealthy or rich by doing that. And it's not even just about schooling or college or whatever, but if there's not something that you find that you are just so obsessed with and so passionate about that you will just spend 24 hours a day if you had to working at it, then you're not going to become financially free. You're not going to become wealthy. You're not going to become, you're not going to get to that level that you aspire to get to. And so also work smart is another thing that I learned a lot about, like doing things that are not necessarily like, oh, I'm going to grind, I'm going to grind, I'm going to grind, I'm going to grind. Like that is not always the way to money. It's what moves should I make at these specific times or what times should I make specific moves and who should I, you know, bring on as a partner? Who should I leverage? What assets should I leverage? What assets don't I have that this person might have that I can collaborate and partner with? So something that could have taken, taken me like two years to build, instead of building that asset, I partner with somebody who does have it, give them a certain percentage of this business venture. And then that's how I'm going to accumulate this, you know, the money for this project or whatever it is, right? Working smart in any capacity can bring you the same amount of money for a designated project or time frame that working really hard can. Obviously, there's a balance between the two, but that's not something that's preached on a mainstream level. Same thing with moving with a plan, taking risk, failing, and pivoting until successful. It's another thing that people don't talk about a lot. People always used to ask me when I was younger, like, yo, like, you want to, you know, you want to build the largest business empire in American history. That's a really ambitious goal. What's your plan B? I don't got a fucking plan B. Like, what are you talking about? This is the thing. This is the only thing I want to do. If it doesn't happen, I'm dead. That means I died. I'm going to be working at it until I die. So there's no plan B. That is something that once you say to yourself that there is, at least for me, once I've said that there is no other option, you'd be surprised at the risks you really take and the things that you really do. But most of society has in the back of their mind a plan B. If this doesn't work out, then this is what I'm going to do. And because you have that safety net, you don't go 100%, right? Like imagine somebody had a gun to your head and was like, yo, I need you to make a million dollars by in this year or $100,000 in the next six months. Bro, the things that you're going to do, you're not even going to realize the kind of person you are. You're going to be doing everything in your power to accumulate that 100 k everything in your power. And you're going to realize that it's shit that you could have been doing this whole time, but you didn't have the incentive. When you have no safety net, you don't have that incentive. At least for me, that's something I realized. So I'm fully in. And when I talk to other people who are all in, they say, yeah, all these risks that I'm taking, like I have to, why, why wouldn't I? What other option do I have? I have to take all these risks. And when you read books, like let's say Think and Grow Rich, for example, Napoleon Hill, the author's name slipped my mind for a second, but Napoleon Hill, he talks about how important failing and pivoting until successful is, right? Most people quit after a certain amount of time. You make a plan, it fails, shit, I'm done. That's what it was. No, that's not the formula to success. You have to make a plan. If that doesn't fail, good. Pivot. 
Now you know that that doesn't work. You have more experience. You're more valuable. So on the next venture, you know that for this specific business venture or idea or this market or this target audience or whatever it is, this strategy doesn't work. I know that now. Now I need to move on to this next one. And I'm going to keep pivoting and pivoting and pivoting until I do find that one thing that works. And when that does work, you're lit, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're good. And so that not only gives you experience, but it builds character. It builds grit. It shapes you into a better CEO, into a better businessman. And so I love that exact strategy for myself, making plans, seeing them fail, and then working them out. You know why? Because I'm obsessed with my craft. I want to be the greatest businessman that ever lived. And so I'm super obsessed with my craft and I love to see things work. I love to see things fail because I know that I'm getting better and better at my craft. And those are some of the keys to wealth that I've learned in these last couple of years. Right. And so we can move on really quickly to health, bro. What society is not telling you is that health is the foundation of all success. It's the foundation of all success. I'm not saying that every person who is wealthy and can and has sustained their wealth is crazy jacked and and you know muscular and everything but they are healthy they are healthy very healthy if you look at like let's like i really like kudos to uh what's his name oh my gosh why the names always slip my mind guys but jeff bezos for getting really in shape and seeing on a mainstream level that fitness and your health really corresponds to your wealth and your ability to run a company, your ability to make decisions and be confident in your decisions and lead teams, right? If you look at some of the most successful people, they're not, they might not be the most jacked. A lot of them probably are pretty, pretty, you know, brolic, but they're at least healthy. They engage in some sort of physical activity on a daily, weekly, weekly basis, whether it's martial arts, whether it's, you know, a sport, whether it's just going to the gym consistently, they all have that in common especially all the people in my circle and the people that I hang out with. And just as a man, period, like, bro, you want to be strong. Like, I don't care who you are. If you're a man, you want to be strong. Bro. You want to be strong. And so what's not said is that this is so important and crucial to our success and to my success. It's been so crucial to my success, being healthy and having the confidence day in and day out to effectively make decisions, lead teams, and stand by everything that I say my health and my fitness is so important and so crucial to that. And it's not even just physical health, but your mental health as well, your emotional health, right? If you are just driven by all your emotions and you make emotional decisions all day, all day, those shits are not going to mean anything in the game of business, in the game of growing wealth, in the game of growing an empire. That doesn't, you can't be just led by all your emotions in the way you feel. There's a time for that and there's not a time for that, but you won't be able to distinguish the two if you can't even control your emotions, if you're not emotionally healthy, if you're not emotionally balanced. And so those are things that I've had to really focus in on. And the more that I stay at a very healthy level, the better I am as a businessman. It's just as simple as that. The better and more healthy that I am, the better I am when it comes to my decisions, leading teams, creating strategies and plans, so on and so forth. And so what really gets pushed in society is eh, work out every once in a while. Doesn't matter if you drink on weekends, have a little fun, you know, drink a diet Coke instead of a regular Coke. Like fuck out of here, bro. That is the most insane, absurd shit that I've ever 
her drink a Diet Coke instead of a regular. Like you think a healthy version of a processed food or processed beverage is going to do you any better? Hell no, bro. If you believe that shit, you are dumb and you're probably unhealthy and you're probably overweight and you're probably self-loathing. Like I got to say these things because they're real and we're only going to get better if we stop the bullshit fronts and we get to what's real, right? So real health is going to come from eating right, staying away from toxicity, toxic people, toxic media, toxic you know, social media accounts, like meditate, bro, like get into nature, work out consistently, keep positive vibes around you. And you're going to see how better you become at whatever craft you're pursuing. So what I've learned is that health is really at the foundation of all success, not just in business, but whatever your craft is, you have to be your healthiest to do that craft well and effectively. Point blank period. There is no, there is no getting around it. There is no getting around it. If somebody with your exact same, exact same skill set is healthier than you, he's going to be wealthier than you. There is, it, it's just a fact. It's proven. And that's one of the reasons why we really created Beyond Athletics to give somebody all the components of health in a really convenient way that they would need to be the best at their craft, right? Everybody, every client of Beyond Athletics is really ambitious. They want to be the best versions of themselves, just like how I want to be and how I wanted to be when starting it. And I didn't see anything that really catered to that high-performing businessman or creator or whatever it is that I, that I felt like I would have needed the nutrition, the mindset, the the workouts, the fitness, just those specific things, no bullshit around it. Like no dancing, no fucking chair bar, all of that. No, just what I need to be a boss to reach the next level of personal development of whatever it is. Right. Those are the only things that I wanted to do. And that's why we created beyond athletics just to throw that in there really quickly. And so the last one for me, when it comes to happiness, which is something that everybody at the end of the day is striving for, right? Whether you're listening to this and you're a man or a woman, shout out to all of our female listeners. I know we have a, I think 13% of our listeners are female. So shout out to all the Queens listening to this, <laughs> but no matter your, your gender or whatever, everybody wants to achieve some sort of level of happiness and fulfillment, right? But the way that society has told me at least, that you achieve happiness is just the most absurd bullshit nonsense I've ever heard. Listen to this, right? When I turned 21, I don't drink at all. I never drink. When I was when I was 18, people were like, when you go to college, you're gonna drink. Or when I went, when I when I turned 18, they were like, you're gonna drink. And then when I didn't, they're like, oh, when you go to college, you're gonna drink. You're gonna, you're gonna drink at some point. So when I turned 21, everybody's like, oh yeah, finally it's time, time for you to drink. Everybody's disappointed. Everybody who was at my parties and everything. They're like, you don't drink? I'm like, bro, are y'all fucking stupid? I don't drink. It has nothing to do with my age. It has nothing to do with anything except for the fact that I am knowledgeable of self. I know that this is poison, and I know that no no, no matter the dosage of poison you put in yourself, it's still poison. It's not going to be beneficial in any way. And so drinking is one of the ways that society has said, this is how you have fun. This is how you essentially become happy for the moment, right? Go to a strip club or so. I have... Uh, they're not really friends of mine, but I have had people say like, yo, son, let's hit the strip club. Like, let's celebrate like the success in business. Let's celebrate like the health. Let's celebrate whatever. And let's go to a strip club. Let's do this. These shits are not of interest to me, bro. They're not of interest. But so many people are used to saying these things because this is what society says, that this is how men have fun. 
drink, we go to strip clubs, we have sex, we do whatever it is. This is how you have fun. This is the key to happiness. But although it may be exhilarating and it may give you like a huge spike of dopamine at the moment, you feel terrible afterwards, or at least I do. I've never drank. I've never gone to a strip club or anything like that. But for me, and I'm a special case, like I know I'm a special case, but for me, even doing something slightly out of character for the sake of fun, I regret it so much for the next week. For the next week, I remember the first time that I had a sip of, of, of alcohol and it was accidental. This is the only reason that I even know slightly what alcohol tastes like. Because I, I, like I said, I never drank, I never will. But I remember one time I was with my family at an event or whatever and there was juice. And this is back when I drank juice. I don't even drink juice anymore. But there was juice. And I poured myself a couple orange juice. I drank it. It was good. And I went to go get seconds. When I poured it, the bottle looked a little bit different. It was the same exact bottle. Trust and believe. It was the same bottle. When I poured it, I was like, oh, this looks a little weird. And I sipped it. And I was like, what the fuck? Did this orange juice go bad or something? This shit tastes like, like it tastes sour. Like it's, it's bad. This shit is ass. And they're like, yo, you drank that? Like, we, we just infused it with alcohol. Bro, I was so pissed off. I don't even understand. I left wherever it was. I went straight to the gym right then and there. Like there was no, like there, there was no time in between. As soon as that happened, I, I spoke my, 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 my fury. <laughs> like I said, what was on my mind. And then I dipped right to the gym. And I was so angry for that last week. And this was just a sip of not even straight alcohol, but like a cocktail drink, an orange juice thing. One little sip. I sort of touched my tongue. And I was like, this is weird. I figured I was alcohol, went straight to the gym and I just, couldn't stand it but even being on like the phone with somebody for a long time when I'm like you know like I could be reading tonight but instead I'm on the phone I feel guilty about that and so I don't do any of those kinds of things like I stick to my routines and I don't stray away from them I don't do anything that's out of character I don't do anything that I feel like the owner of one of my competitors is possibly doing like I have to stay ahead consistently I'm the best I believe that I'm the best and I want to show that every single day in and day out so yes I have learned about the significance of balance and everything and break time and all of that and how that makes me even a more effective as man but we'll talk about that in a different episode but for me not to stray too far off topic but for me happiness comes from spending time around people you genuinely love doing things that you are genuinely interested in man like go on a hike bro go play basketball Go roller skating, rock climbing, like snowboarding, surfing, like do some martial arts, go swimming, go to the beach, like fun activities, bro. Go fishing, like go chill on a yacht, do go do it, like explore. Like for me, traveling, bro, going to like a fashion show, going to like a like an R&B lounge, like doing things that are of genuine interest. And by the way, all the other things that I said are things that are I'm genuinely interested in. But you guys get the idea. Like if there are any activities and stuff like that embrace life and enjoy because it's really beautiful and it will really result in happiness. That's how you get to happiness. Not by trying to escape reality. Like society says, everything that society says will lead to happiness is a way for you to escape reality. It's just bullshit, bro. Life is beautiful and it's fun and it's amazing when you just, when you can embrace it and you can have fun, you realize the true sources of of joy and happiness or some of them. And so that's kind of 
it's kind of all I had prepared for this episode. I just wanted to run through it really quickly because obviously these are all things that are true for me. But as you guys know, for solo studio episodes, I'm really talking about some of the things that I'm doing more consistently on my journey to building the number one and the biggest business empire in American history. And so these are things that I've really been thinking about over the last couple of years. And I've really been leaning into in the past couple of months as we've started to take on even bigger challenges and take bigger risks and so on and so forth. So the hardest thing, guys, to bring it all full circle is to be comfortable with being an outcast. You do all of those these things to achieve wealth, health, happiness. You are going to be an outcast. And the hardest part is being that outcast before you're even wealthy or or fit or happy. Like you're going to have a period where you have to do all of these things and you're not even going to be fit, healthy, rich, super, you know, enthusiastic about everything. And you're going to have to bear that out while also being the outcast. And that's one of the hardest things to do. But most of these things you guys already know, like you need to work out. You need to do certain things to accumulate wealth. There's a lot of things that you guys already know, but it's challenging to do them because you're afraid of the way it's going to look. You're afraid of straying away from so far from society when everybody you know is not doing those things. Like, how are you going to look? But trust me, this is a phase and this is a period that every successful person ever has had to go through and is still living in to this day. So once you start that, your journey has really begun and you from my experience, are really on the path to achieving real wealth, real health, and real happiness, y'all. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you guys so much for spending some time with me. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, it would mean so much if you guys subscribe. That is how we build the platform. That's how we continue to grow and just do more and more amazing things for men's culture And for all of you guys out there who are just really ambitious and focused on mastering your craft, this is the space for you guys. So again, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Peace.